grab your sunglasses and a floppy hat. We're back for more adventures and inspiration. Let's talk travel. Yes, welcome everybody. It's Nick and Gareth here again, just shooting the breeze about a little bit of traveling, a little bit of wandering around, and it's just a delight to have you join us. Nick, I had written a whole list of questions for you on the assumption that you were going to be on somewhere on the Wales coastal path in a van with the dog living your best life. But looking at your background now, that looks like your house in Cardiff. What's going on? Well, I just came back. I came back. That's it. I came back just a half a day early. So panic you not. Ah. I've had the most fantastic time and just loved it. Loved it down there. We went. I went to Broadhaven, which is in Pembrokeshire, if anybody doesn't know that. And... Um, a really, a friend of mine lent me her caravan, a static caravan, and there was just lots of beach walking, coastal path walking, lots of sitting in pubs, very, very chilled, lovely. I had a couple of visitors, so we ate out a little bit. Lovely trip. It sounds dreamy. Okay, well, let's get into it then. What was the weather like? Pretty hot, or was there a bit of a cool coastal breeze keeping things relaxed? Okay, so first two days, a little bit misty little bit blowy. After that, suntan lotion, ahoy. Floppy hat, ahoy. Because it was warm. Lovely. And you were there with the dog? Yeah, just me and my dog. How did Dougie enjoy the experience? Yeah, really good. I, I was a bit hairy the first time we went up over the coastal path. The coastal path's amazing, if, if people don't know it. It goes all the way around Wales. You can walk all the way around Wales. And um, it was absolutely fantastic. But of course, the first time you're up, up on the cliff face and he looks over the edge of the cliff face thinking oh what's down here well you think he's gonna jump yeah he's gonna jump yeah i mean why wouldn't you wouldn't you if you were a well, little dog <laughs> i don't think dogs don't have the same existential crises that the rest of us have do they i don't, know, I don't but... think you jump like to end it all <laughs> it's too much i can't go on <laughs> Now, you mentioned the coastal path, and one of your ambitions is to walk the entire length of the coastal path, albeit not at the same time. But how many miles did you knock off on this trip? Uh, about 14. 14 is pretty solid, isn't it? Is it, though, really? It's not very much. How, long, how long's the whole thing? 14 out of how many are we oh, talking Oh, that's a good length? question. Good question. I... Someone should Google that. Someone, Google it. Google it. Google it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I Google it. I didn't see any seals. I thought I'd see seals this time, but... um, Is it not the time of year for seals? Must not be. They must be frolicking elsewhere, I think. I think they have a season, don't they? Do they? Or did you just make that up? Well, most things do, don't they? Like, whenever you go whale watching, it's like, oh, there's normally lots of whales here. It's just not the season. Yeah. (laughs) That's just saying they don't know where where they are, are they? Um, 870 miles, G. Oh, so 14... Well... (laughs) I'm not that great at math, but it does sound like something. It's not nothing. It's, it's like, not nothing. It's no. not nothing. And also, you've got to remember that Dougie's only six months old. So, that's you know. right. If you actually translate that into dog miles, because his legs are quite short, he's practically done the whole thing. He has done many marathons over this week, I'm telling you. <laughs> so I'm quite pleased with it. And, and i got to say, I, I just think when, I mean, I get that the weather's got to be nice, but when the sun's shining, you genuinely don't need to go anywhere else. It's lovely. We had beautiful fresh fish, just caught crab, you know, beautiful crab sandwiches and gorgeous, you know, the, the fat million diamonds like sparkling on the sea as you're walking over the cliff. It's just beautiful. 
What do you mean you caught crabs and made crab sandwiches? How did you do that? No, I didn't catch a crabby banana. Oh. I ate crab sandwiches from the local crabs that they were. Sorry, yeah. yes, you just conflated that sentence. But yeah, there were crabs and you ate them. And that was delicious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I get your point though, because really what you're saying is that Wales is the best place on earth. And why would you go anywhere else? Absolutely. Actually, I don't really believe that, though, because... <laughs> you can't say that. We've got you sponsorship with the Welsh Tourism Board. You've got to big up that country. Is that true? I didn't even know that. Um, <laughs> well, in theory, maybe yeah. they're listening. I love it. <laughs> uh, you know, and okay, so let's talk about the Welsh people, all right? Yes. Welsh people. Let's have that conversation. How fantastic are they? I stopped at a coffee shop, right? Had the dog. I said to the lady in the coffee shop, excuse me, can I come in and just order a coffee with my dog? Put him under my arm thinking that'd be okay. She said, no, I'm ever so sorry. We're not allowed in. Uh, not allowed in what, with dogs. No, dogs in the coffee shop. No. That's ridiculous. I know. Uh, so this other lady who was just waiting there said, oh, I'll hold your dog for you. I said, oh, very kind. Thank you very much. So we're going. You trusted her with the dog? I kept him in eyesight the whole time. Sure, no. Did he not panic as well? Because, you know, he's used to fairly intense relationship with you. Well, you're, you're jumping into my story here. So just hold, sorry, hold keep on. Going. Hold on. So I go into the coffee shop. He kicks off. Like, oh, mm. panicking, panicking. Right? Yeah. So I say to the lady, can I just order a flat white? I'm just going to go and sort the dog out. I'll be back. So I say to the lady, go and order your stuff. You know, who's holding my dog? Go and order your this stuff. This woman who you've never met never before, met. who's now roped into your coffee ordering situation. Her name's Georgia. She's very nice. Lovely. She, very, goes, very she lovely. goes back in to get her coffee. She comes out. She gives me my flat white. And she says, just because it's a beautiful day. She bought me a coffee, G. Oh. I mean, how lovely is that? This scam you've got going with the dog is really paying dividends. You just need to start hitting bigger marks, I think. <laughs> I, I'm going to go to the bank next. Just hold this sweet little dog for me while I grab some cash. Yeah, all right. That'd be great. That'd be great. Um, yeah, so, and, and just throughout, people are lovely and friendly and very sweet. Was anyone speaking Welsh in that part of the world? Is, yes. is that a Welsh kind of speaking area? Yes, there were quite a few Welsh speakers. And um, because I am teaching Year 6 Welsh for the first time in many years next September, we don't see you. <laughs> in September, <laughs> I was thought, I'll have a little practice. And uh, I said, you know, oh, Borodar, hello. What, like in the shops and things? So, like, everyone in the shops would would talk Welsh or English, if whichever you wanted kind of thing? Yes, but really, mostly I talk in English. But I was sitting on the beach with a dog, and this couple next to me were talking in Welsh, and they had a dog, so we were chatting, chatting. And I said, oh, I'm, you know, be speaking Welsh. And he said, oh, how's it going? I said, oh, yes, look, Borada, Sitoiti. <laughs> Let me impress you with my Welsh words. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, that's where the conversation stopped. They asked me about 12 questions, none of which I could answer. So I'm What, just because you couldn't couldn't understand them or couldn't come up with the sentences to say them back, sort of? Like? Yeah, the latter. I just didn't have the vocabulary to answer them. Yeah. You know, I know how to say shut the door and no talking now and put your hands down and be quiet you little rascals i dare you (laughs) (laughs) and like we do welsh schemes that teaches them about aliens and you know my alien has eight wobbly legs and four goggly eyes well that's not good for beach conversation is it (laughs) they weren't interested in your alien and his wobbly legs (laughs) anyway 
Am I allowed to ask how you are? Because I haven't spoken to you this week. So have you been all right? Uh, well, actually, it's been two weeks that, since we've spoken because we've both been busy. But I'm very good, actually. Um, I had my monkeypox vaccination this week. Oh. I went to my nephew's birthday party. Uh, happy birthday, Krish. Um, happy birthday, Krish. I almost went to a party last night. Um, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Why didn't you go to the party last night? Well... I just sort of wasn't in the right headspace, I think. Like, because it was the... This is not the podcast for these kind of details, probably. But it was the kind of party where you probably needed your monkeypox vaccination to go. And I only had mine a couple of days ago. My arm was a bit sore. And I thought, oh, I've got a big trip next week. Maybe I don't want to get sick. You know, so I just got... I got to the door of the party and said, you know what? I'm just going to go home. Did so you? that's what I did. I know, I know. I, I, I'm making excuses for myself, I think. I really probably just chickened out because I didn't feel like being sociable. But uh, yeah, so I almost went though. So that counts for something. Well, I think if you get to the door, you get a couple of points. Yeah, definitely points. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, but next week I'm off to, no, this week, like within days, like Wednesday, I'm going to Prague for, uh, it's a trip to showcase their Pride celebrations in Prague, which are happening this week. How lovely. So what will that be then? Do you know what the Pride celebrations are? Ooh, the details on this itinerary are very limited. I know which hotel I'm going to, and that's about all I've got. I think the actual parade marching, walking along the street bit will be on the Saturday. Beyond that, who knows? It could, yeah, who knows? It's a mystery. How exciting. <laughs> now, I've had some questions from members of the public that I'm going to throw to you. <laughs> Are you ready? Hit me. Have you ever hitchhiked? Uh, no, I don't think I have. I have picked up hitchhikers, but ah. you know, there was all those Australian murders and the hitchhikers in the bush and, and that kind of put me off because that was around the time where I was thinking of, you know, maybe I'd go hitchhiking and it just was a, killed the mood a little bit when people went disappearing and, you know, found chopped up in, in the bush later kind of thing. Yeah, so, that no, would that's put you a, off. Have you? Um, around Cornwall many years ago and that was a real success fantastic we went all the way around and people were gorgeous we only had one little incident and that was some guy who wouldn't let us out of the car that's not just a little incident that's quite a material incident in the world of hitchhiking surely (laughs) I'm being a little over dramatic there because he wouldn't get us (laughs) off where we wanted to get get out he said no I'm going to take you to the next village and I said no, no, we really want to get out here. He said, no, I'm telling you, the next village is much nicer. And as he said it, Gareth, all I remember is he tightened his grip on the steering wheel. Oh. And he had one of those rings with a snake. Not a Masonic Lodge. <laughs> with a snake wound around to make the ring. And now, That's I... satanic. That's, I... well, no, that's an Oribus, isn't it? Where the snake is eating its own tail. No? That's right. Yeah. That's what it was doing. I'm not quite sure what that signifies, What's, but it's not good. Did you say an Oribus or an Oribus? I think, uh, no, Oribus, O-R-U-B-U-S. I'm guessing maybe I'll need to look that up. I could have that completely wrong, oh. but it's quite a major symbol. I just can't quite remember what it symbolises. Well, every time... It's like a birth, death, renewal kind of cycle of life kind of thing, but it does get quite dark in some places, I think. Well, I tell you what, it felt dark in that car at that moment. But How did it, you get out? Well, I, I did. I, I just kicked off a little bit. I became a bit like screechy. And he did. A little he, stroppy. Just, just a little <laughs> stroppy. 
You know, you wouldn't. <laughs> I'm more trouble than I'm worth. I would let me out. Is what I would it's say. just like, yeah, it seemed like a good idea to kidnap you, but actually, I think we'll get it ended here. Thanks very much yeah. for your time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's a symbol for cyclic renewal, life, death, rebirth, like you said. Thank you very much. Ten points for me. Well done. The snake biting its own tail is a fertility symbol in some religions. The tail is a phallic symbol and the mouth is a yonic, which is a womb-like symbol. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, it's not quite as dark as I was expecting it to go. But, yeah, so, nice. Well, why was he wearing it, though? That's interesting, isn't it? I would like to go back and ask him some questions. Yes, yes. If I ever see him again, (laughs) Gareth, I will ask him those questions. Okay, so that was the first question. Here's my next question. Yes. You've got a choice. Safari, City Break, Tropical Island. (sighs) Ooh, they're all good answers. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Safari because it's the one thing I haven't done. Because okay. you know, I love both the other two options, but I have not done a Safari. I have not seen the Big Five. I have not like embraced that entire continent, and that needs to be done. It needs to be done. And I think you'd love it. I think I would too. I'd look really good in like a hat or maybe like some, <laughs> you know, a little safari suit would really, you know, hit me in all the right places on the body, I think. I think it's it needs to happen. I think that would be a good look, my lovely. I would I would choose <laughs> safari as well. But you've already been on a safari. I would go again in a second. Would you? In a flash, I would. Yeah, lovely. Would you try and see different animals? Or are you keeping like a checklist of the animals you've seen in the wild? No, I think the coastal path is enough of a checklist for me. One <laughs> one thing at a time. No, it's not really about which animals you see, though, I don't think. It was just like driving around and just coming across wildlife. It was just so beautiful. It was lovely. Yeah, I want to stay in one of those like posh... Um, it's not resorts, more like a safari camp kind of thing where the elephants stick their heads in at breakfast and you feed them some papaya or something like that. That's what I would like to do. Yes. Elephants eat papaya, don't they? Elephants eat. They, they would eat a bacon sandwich, I'm sure, if you gave I it to them. I think they would. They yeah. would love bacon. So we went to like a safari park over here. I think it was West Midlands or something. And it says, do not feed the animals, you know, everywhere. And mum insisted on putting the window down and this giraffe came in. I put his head into the window and its tongue if you've never seen a giraffe's tongue I mean good lord it kind of went from one side of the car to the other it was so enormous so, what was she feeding it? oh she was pretending to feed it from her handbag you know her she's always got a bag of mints in her handbag I bet that giraffe had some mints I giraffes bet. would love mints yeah. Murray mints delicious absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> So you're off to Prague. I think that's really exciting. I've never been. Have you not? No. How have you managed that? It, well, I've only been once and it was a long time ago. So I am looking forward to getting back there. I mean, because, and I'm quite interested this time because obviously we're not doing super touristy things. Like, because Prague is a bit of a, like a postcard sort of fantasy little world, isn't it? It's a bit like, you know, Disneyland kind of pretty buildings and lots of tourists following umbrellas and not a lot of, you know, that old town, there's not a lot of actual real people who live there. It's because they're all living in ordinary places. Kind yeah, of thing. absolutely, so yeah. I'm quite interested to sort of get under the skin of the city a little bit. Yeah, well, feedback, we'll all be interested to know how that goes. Now, 
Aren't you heading off to Spain soon? Uh, yes, tomorrow. Mañana, we should say, in Spanish. As the Spanish speakers say. <laughs> but there's not much of a turnaround, is it, between your camping and a van trip down the Welsh coast and heading off to Spain? Do you sort of completely unpack when you get back or is it just a quick wash of your delicates and you're good to go? I love the way you use the word delicates there, my love. <laughs> well, it, no, what I've just stuck it all in the washing machine. The, the, the Pembrokeshire is like dog walking clothes. Ah, uh, sure. Spain is like cocktail clothes. Ah, uh-huh. so it's bikinis, different. it's flowy, it's sarongs. It's yes. sarongs, indeed. i got to say... <laughs> I'm debating whether to even take my bikini. What are you talking about? Well, I got... When, when Elsie, you're going to take it. This is the moment to bust it out. I know, but gee, nobody wants to see me in a bikini. I got... That I got is cozies. your own internalised issue speaking there. You know, Have you asked everyone? I think if you asked around, people would say, yes, let's please have it. I think they might say that through like a grimace, kind of revolted face. That, you know, like, oh, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, show us your body in a bikini. I'm not have sure. Have you not seen Spain's promo poster about the beach saying everybody is beach ready no oh it was um it was in the papers this week or last week and part of their sort of campaign was you know because everyone has that anxiety about do i look good enough for the beach should i be on a like a bikini beach body blast diet kind of thing and so their promo was like just chillax everyone everybody's already beach ready like That's everybody's good, yeah so, so it's like saying get it out let's see it God. <laughs> i don't know i don't know I'll, I'll i'll think on it i've put it in once and i've taken it out once do you do that with suitcases pop things in pop things out i don't i well no i tend to just ram everything in oh. and because i'm always traveling light it's just one bag and everything's got to fit so yeah i and i try not to unpack as well if i can help it just to like always have that go bag ready what in case there's like a nuclear war or something you never know we are living in interesting times i tell you (laughs) (laughs) where would you go where would you go if they said you know well oh okay um you've got 24 hours where would you go I know it's tricky. I think you. But it depends what the it depends what the threat is. It because if you think, oh, it's you know the global warming and the seas are rising. Obviously, you've got to get to higher ground. So, no, no, I'm saying. So I'm saying, trust whoever we've got, unlucky enough to have as our prime minister at the time. Don't talk politics. This is not the podcast for that. St- stands <laughs> on the ten o'clock news and says, "Ladies and gentlemen, you've got twenty four hours, and then we're all going to be blown to smithereens." Well, that's not long enough to get anywhere, is it? Because obviously the planes will shut down and you won't be able to get on a ferry anywhere. So you may as well just crack open a bottle of vodka and have at it. Is that what you do? What? Don't you think like 24 hours, it's not long enough to actually do anything, is it? You may as well just like see it out with a bang. I I, I hate to point out the obvious, my friend, but you could come down to Wales to spend the last few hours of your life with your family. Because you can't get to your Aussie family, obviously. But... How would I get there? Because obviously the trains would shut down immediately, like, because they do if there's a leaf on the line. So there'd be no, I'd have to walk to Wales, which would take me 24 hours. I'd get to your door, boom, it would be all be done. I think that's just stressful and sweaty, and I'm not sure that's the way I want to finish my time on the on the planet. But and that's, <laughs> I'm that's disappointed. Just me. That's I think, just me. I think you have to go on Matt Damon and steal a car and then just get get on down here. Yeah, I know it's a lot of shooting people and hitting people to like battle your way through. Yeah. You know, everyone reverts to sort of their most basic instincts in that sort of, you know, fight or flight situation. I'm not sure it's me. I'm not sure it's no. me. 
Maybe you just buy a large bar of dairy milk and just, you know, hunker Why down. Why not? Yeah. You may as well just, the little things is what you know, makes life bearable, I think, doesn't it? Oh, God, even if it is your last 24 hours. Now, talking of Matt Damon, okay. Yes, please. Who I do More like that. very much indeed. <laughs> but our, our, our next question, our, my last question I'm going to ask you, if you had to go on a holiday for three weeks and you had to take a celebrity with you, who would you take? Ooh, three weeks holiday, have to take a celebrity. And the holiday could be anywhere, I guess. You, um, you'd want someone fun. Yes. But probably not a comedian, because comedians, obviously, they're fun on stage, not so much fun off stage. So you want someone who's just got a bit of up-for-anything energy, I would think. Um, would, you go, would you automatically go male, or would you go female? Ah, oh, that's quite tricky. Am I allowed to have sex with them? Well, that's a good point. I don't know. Because I've been, well, I've been battling with that myself. Would I choose somebody <laughs> with a view to who I fancy? Or I'm going to say no, no sex, just platonic. Uh, I, I think that makes it easier in a way, although slightly less interesting. Um, so uh, I would possibly go... Um, oh, come on, G. Maybe Julianne Moore is where oh, I'm heading. I'm not sure she's fun, is she? She's a bit quirky, likes a drink, tells a good story. But you want somebody that can carry her own bag, don't you? You'll be yeah. like, oh, shall I take that for you, Julianne? I'll carry no, your true. Bag. No, that is true. She's not very robust in that sense of the word. Is what about it? Stanley um, Tucci? Well, I know, but I can't have sex with him, and I probably would quite like to have sex with him. Oh, well, me too, frankly, but, you know. Come on, he's got that. He's lovely. Going, He's got a bit of yeah. swagger, isn't he? Oh, yeah, what about no keeping it in the family? What about Emily Blunt? She's quite fun. Is she? I don't really know her very well. Oh, um, I think she's a heap of fun. She'd be good. Who's she married to? Well, she's married to to Chris, um, the director Kedens- of Kadensky, Kadensky, one of like a John Krasinski. Yes, that's correct. Ten points for me. Thank you very much. And he'd be fun, also. He would be. No, you. Let's take them both. Let's have a group trip. It'd be let's, fun. Let's just take their family because Emily Blunt's sister is married to Stanley Tucci. No, you're making that up. No, true as I'm sitting here. And it is six degrees of separation in this game, isn't I it? I know. So maybe we'd take all four. <laughs> all right. That sounds like a great trip. Yes. Oh, now, I've got one more quick thing for you. Last time we caught up, we were workshopping options for a trip away for my birthday. Now, time is ticking by and I haven't booked anything yet. But what I have been researching is a trip to Svalbard. What do you think? Which is where? Well, um, it's off the coast of Norway. But it's really way north. It's like pretty much the northernmost inhabited part of the world. Oh, wow. I know, right? And you can, I've been figuring it out. I can fly to Tromsø from London and then from Tromsø you can fly to Svalbard. And I'm not totally sure what you'd do there, but it would be sort of cold. So I'd need like wintry stuff and you maybe you'd you'd do a boat trip to look for some whales or an expedition to see some polar bears that kind of thing but uh, i listen i'm all up for that i think that sounds exciting but i think you need to know that there are things to be done when you get there oh northern lights obviously northern lights peak peak northern lights period then and svalbard doesn't get any better kind of thing so there's that but you can see all that in tromso can't trump say it please say it please Trump, uh, Trump, Trumpso. Trumpso. Isn't it? It's like, uh, yeah, I say Trumpso. That's how Joanna Lumley says it. She says Trumpso. Oh, well, if jo- it's good enough for Joanna. It's good enough for me. But, you know, you can do Northern Lights there. 
Are you sure you want to keep going on? Where there's I know that's a good question. No, that is true. But it's just that I've been to Tromsø and I haven't been to Svalbard, and I quite like saying Svalbard because it sounds quite like exotic. It does. Um, but it, yeah, I haven't. I, I could honestly just go somewhere warm and sit on a beach. So there is that thing of it's gonna be like uh, quite cold and shivery. But... I think that would be great. You just dress for the weather, and and it yeah. does sound like you're going to take part in some sort of girl with a dragon tattoo drama, doesn't it? Up there. That could be marvelous. It's inevitable, really, because why else would people be there looking mysterious? There's got to be some drama. Yeah. yeah. I think on behalf of all of us on the podcast, we need you to go there and tell us all about it. That's what, exciting. to report from the front line as Falba? Yes. Oh, it does sound good, yeah. It does sound, you know, they've had Pembrokeshire, and now yes. they can have, you know, North Norway. Say it. I can't. Let's hear it. Spa, you can. Spa, spa. It's S-V-A-L. B-A-R-D. Svalbard. Yes, exactly. You could be Norwegian if you were a little bit taller and blonder. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I think that's a definite go, Olivia. Book it and let us know how you got on. All right. I guess I've got no option now. I've said it publicly. It's going to happen. Yeah, you need long johns, though. Thank you. I have been looking for an excuse for a bit of a union suit situation. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the end of this episode. We'll be back again soon with more travel tales and travel inspiration. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. It's such a treat to have you on board. Please do get in touch if you want to speak to us. Uh, You can get to Gareth at GTV London and have a super week, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.